being the bi- biggest family in the world compared to even with the Kardashians and shit. You know what I'm saying? Bread. Or how much money they fucking made. Big bread. Big bread. I mean, the Ball family is probably the most notorious family in the United States, but for way more influential than the royal family. Fuck the royal family. We got Lamelo Ball on the same. Family, all of them. Megan Markle's in there too now. Except for Megan, we support all black queens, but. Lamelo Ball gonna be the most important player in the NBA within the next three years, I think. Give him a few years to shine. I mean, Zion's trying to fight for that spot, but I don't know if that nigga can keep up with the storm. That's all. <laughs> you don't know if he can keep up. Oh my goodness! Welcome to the Off Space Podcast. It's your host with the motherfucking most Chuko Offer, and I'm your favorite co-host as you go Offer, aka the Boy Wonder, aka El Nino. Why did you cut the combo, bro? He said he's not happy. I'm cutting that shit quick. It's like when people were giving Zion the top ten player without playing a game in the league. It's like y'all are wild. Yeah, because we knew what was coming. For sure. We knew what was coming. But that wasn't me. <laughs> but I guess we'll start us off today with how, how's your last week being locked up? Dude, my last week's just been a big paper grind. I don't know, since being locked up, I've been quarantined, obviously. But I work at an essential job once again, so I'm still working. Uh, I've been Uber Eatsing, so pray for me daily, y'all. <laughs> I'm out here trying to sanitize my car, everything in my hands, doing it the safest way possible, but just paper chasing, man. Now's the time. This nigga trying to give his family the Rona. No, I'm, I'm not even going next to my family. I had you pick up groceries for me because I'm too afraid to see my parents right now. How does that feel, man? You don't know how that feels. Yeah, because I went and saw my mom. Bro, you gave her a hug for me, man? Yeah, I gave her a hug. This nigga crazy. That's funny as fuck. But my past week has been, I mean, same old, same old. <laughs> like, a lot going on. Bro, we're fucking locked down. I'm sorry, y'all. This segment like, might get cut like out. Like this, this, this segment is going to be fucking trash till we're let out of the house. Like, what the fuck do you want a nigga to do? I'm just, I am on my positive vibe, but I like to tell everybody to keep <sighs> keep it held down. And we'll talk more on, like, more yeah. shit to do with quarantine and, like, things that we've been going on. But you, don't, it's like, you, don't have to be, you don't have to be, like, modest, dude. I know what you've been up to. Day 13, I walked in on Chuka twerking in the middle of his fucking living room. Shit was crazy. My bro's actually putting in work getting better, so keep it up, man. See, the thing is, this is Ezio's horrible attempt at starting a narrative, but I'm not even going to let him start that narrative because I was just trying to see how that hip works. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I was trying to get that wine going. You know what I'm saying? Like I saw, the, the, bomb, I saw the Savage Challenge going on on uh, TikTok, and <laughs> I was like, it's mirror. time for me to throw myself into the Savage Challenge. So, it's now what, nigga? Now what? Continue. <laughs> Whoa, I was trying to save the job, but kudos to you, man. Keep it going. So, it's now that you've heard about this eventful last week for us. Yeah, right? What? So I'm sorry, y'all. It's going to be um, some bullshit. Mm. But unless... Because some of the stuff that happens can't really be talked about on the podcast. When it comes to, like, wild shit, probably... I mean, and we don't even have wild lives. I don't want that to even... People to assume that we have, like, cool sad, lives like, right now. I'm like, so really boring. <laughs> but um, I guess... Other than just the typical reading, journaling, working out, and work. Like, I haven't been doing shit. Really, I've been neglecting my biggest responsibility, which is school, which is about to hit me like a wrecking ball. Shouts out to Miley Cyrus, like, within the next couple of days. So I'm about to dive right back into the books and start writing these essays. Because, yeah, they're due. <laughs> my teachers remembered the Rona. And they said, your break's over, buddy. <laughs> and it's time to get this shit turned in. I don't know about for you, because I know Georgia State has it a little bit different with, like, economics <laughs> not being completely attached to, like, the business school. And being like whatever, but as, sure, especially for you because econ, um, as opposed to being an engineer major, I write so many fucking essays now. Every week is writing multiple like five page, six page, eight page like p- papers, and I'm just losing my shit. But I've gotten so good at it that I can really crank them out in like a few hours instead of the whole day, like two day tips. Like I really cranking these out in, like an hour and a half, two hours for 
lengthy papers. And to be completely honest with y'all, I have a confession to make. These are my confessions. My life does look like what Ezigo is describing on paper, right? Like with the announcements and the due dates. But, <laughs> but, but, but am I getting it done? Not to the best of my abilities. I have some things to work on. I've had most areas of my life kind of, you know, um, fixed and like working on. Like nobody's perfect in anything, but the one I haven't been working on the most is probably the one I need to bring to the most forefront, which is the school shit. So once again, cranking back down, this is fourth quarter, as people know, like we got a month left till the semester is done. Mm -hmm. So it's time to really get that shit cranked out and done. All the emails, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Got the good email drafts telling my teachers how Corona has affected my life. So they extend <laughs> due date. <laughs> To get ready to milk this shit. Yeah. Hopefully, y'all niggas never listen. But, <laughs> but Bro, cold under pressure. What that make, Chuka? Diamonds. Yes, sir. Yes, sirski. But I guess we'll hop in. Speaking of yes, sirskis, let's hop straight into the heat checks for the week. Let them let them know a little some some about what you've been on. You know what I'm saying? Since I've turned into the R&B ass dude that I've become, I've been listening to a lot of artists, and one of my you know more enjoyable artists now to listen to just dropped an album, album, album. Uh -oh. So I'm listening to a lot of the weekend. Not. The weekend. I was into a, I meant to say party next door, and my heat check from this week comes from his album, and it is called Turn Up. It's not even one of the Star Trek, so I guess people are just asleep on it. Go ahead and listen to Turn Up by Party Next Door. And you know what, y'all? I have another confession. Okay, I hate coming clean on the off space, but you know, yeah. What is this? Is this like in. the, the right. confession or some shit? Right, right this now? is really like the confessional. I haven't been to Catholic church in so many years, but it looks like we're diving back in on the off space Ooh. podcast, like. 98% of my music intake for this past month. I'm not even going to lie to y'all and say this past week like I did last time. I'm not going to lie to y'all and say past month. this past... Like this past... Like when did Lil Baby's album come out? Uh, I can't tell you. Like February? And it may have been... End really? Of, no, it was end of February. Right. Bro, I've only been listening to my turn. But I did listen to some of the new albums, got some takes for y'all. So trust me, like we're still going to dive in and talk about them. But usually when I'll come in and give the in-depth analysis, it's after like multiple plays of these albums. Mm -hmm. you know, a lot of these songs got a singular play because I went straight back to my turn. Lil Baby burning up in my mm. phone. That nigga getting plays. Like I want to hear what his release numbers were this week again because he still does top 10 numbers every single week because that nigga at five. But it's like... I feel like I was 90% of them numbers. Like, when they released the streams, like, I think I might have been all You know how Spotify there. does, like, the... Uh, I don't... You're, you're a number one fan. You're in the top 1%. You're in the point zero 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 one percent at the top of listening to Lil Baby right now. No, I don't even want to look... You probably are the number one fan in the world. Bro, probably. I'm not going to lie to you, but I don't even want to... The, the end of this year... Like, I was so excited to do the end of the year little Apple Music, Spotify mm -hmm. bullshit. So you saw the songs you listened to and the amount of hours you put in. I think 2020 is going to be a year that I skip doing that because I don't want to be disgusted with myself with the gap in listens between Lil Baby mm -hmm. and other niggas. But my heat check this week is actually going to come from the Weekend album because I can't, I can't put more songs from my turn as heat checks Ooh. because I've already heat checked the whole album. And so... Um, the weekend, as you know, I promised that I would come through and talk a little bit about After Hours this week because last week, legitimately, 100% of the music I listened to was Lil Baby, so I didn't go to anybody else. But for no particular reason, because I know niggas like to assume, my favorite song on the weekend album is Heartless. That song went crazy. Like, crazy, crazy. And the funniest part about me... That was a big throwback weekend. What? Of, bro, I love that weekend album. We're going to get into the shits when it comes to talking about most of the new music for once sure. I round it up and then we go into specifics. But, like, just for the sake of the heat check, it's just, like, 
I am the opposite of a heartless nigga. The opposite. I might be a heart full. I'm a heart more nigga. Like the, I've heard tears. I don't know how you could hear tears, but I've heard tears recently out of this man. So just, just so y'all know, I am not heartless. Like I don't want to seem cool at all choosing that song. But that song was just flame packed, so I had to choose that one. But giving y'all a quick synopsis of the music that I well, I fell under my radar and added to my phone for the week. I'm going to tell you all about it, then we're going to go into particular ones. Certain ones we wow, really won't talk about as much, just because they were more like beat tapes or songs, which some of y'all can kind of guess if you really are paying attention to hip-hop or just alternative music, etc. But there was the Toxic single by Kalani, Nav and Gunna drop a single called Turks featuring Travis Scott, Nine Inch Nails dropped an album, Jesse Reyes dropped an album, Knowledge dropped an album. Jeezy dropped like a little EP LP. I don't. It's all the fucking same on streaming. Yeah, to be honest, I would say he dropped a project and and a party next door dropped within this last week. You forgot to mention the Kehlani toxic video attached to the toxic single. And you know what? I have to apologize immediately there because the toxic video was a big part, big part of that single. Big part. Very big. Like, like, normally we don't highlight videos, because even though a lot of artists do put out really, really quality visuals, and we should talk about some of the fire videos we watch, but man, <laughs> Kalani did her thing in that oh video. Let's goodness. just say, Kalani did her thing in that video. Oh my goodness. Whatever. I'm just going to start off by saying, let's just get into the shits. When it, we'll start with the okay, singles. Okay, what are we getting into? We'll start with the singles, and so we'll, we'll start with Toxic. Whatever YG did to this woman's heart, I'm sorry if I sound insensitive. I never want Kalani to be happy. I never <laughs> want her to. Because the music she makes when she hates niggas is so fire that me selfishly as a fan just wants her to always hate niggas. Because this music crazy. I've seen the happy music and that's cool. And But the toxic music and the hurt music is kind of different. But I don't know, man. I feel like it's when people are trying to just release like emotion, have like a cathartic experience... A lot of times people don't do it as well when they're happy as to when they're sad and hurting and like pouring out your soul. I mean, you said it earlier, just like the pressure makes diamond shit. Why do you think like, and this isn't to be, unless artists are artists, artists, like really, really mm -hmm. like musical people, like there's a lot of people that have a stark fall off once their life is straight. Like yeah. Once they're sad and have a lot of problems and things going on, they have a, the best release when it comes to music because you need shit to talk about. Mm -hmm. A lot of the times when people are happy, they don't really got shit to talk about. Like I'm thinking off the top of my head, and you're probably the same for the fact that you journal. I mean, like you want to, you might not like release and shit like that, but you also have written and like rap and things like that. And we've done like these creative things, quote unquote, or like expressive things. I know for me, the top five things that I might have written in a poem form, like done as like a spoken word or things like that only one of them was probably and again top five that i felt like just turned out the best and like really bo like bore my soul and like show showed it one of them was because i was happy and just felt good about life bro the I other four were just so beautifully done but i was hurting bro let me let me be real with you i have three categories for whenever my pen hits paper Right, and I haven't been as inspired as of late. I used to write a lot, lot more, as you did highlight earlier. But it, it's like, if I'm sad, I could bleed out an album's worth of music in probably twelve hours, like maximum. Just like sitting there and like writing, like with today's standards of these two minute songs, give me a few hours and it's mm -hmm. knocked out. But if I'm angry, bleed out same amount of time. Or if I feel like that nigga, mm -hmm. that feeling like that nigga, I could write slower rate because it doesn't come as fast but it still comes relatively quickly right shouts out to me every time i get in the bed but it's like 
that is when I start like spitting out, <laughs> that is when I start spitting out shit like at a relentless pace. But when you're just like happy go lucky and like life is just swell, bro, you're just you're just happy. The you thing is like you don't even want to take the time to do that because you're just living. You're just you know, living because you're stoked. Dude, the, the time that I was happy and this is the like top three times that again like I probably expressed myself in like a written form and things like that that I'm just like happy for that I did. It was because I had to because no one else was around me. And I just wanted to share how I was feeling at the moment because I think I reached Nirvana. Mm-hmm. We were just about doing homework in my room, listening to like one of those lo-fi, like chill beats, whatever type things. And I was just crying because like I felt no sadness, no <laughs> anger, no regret, anything. I just felt alive. And I keep my I wasn't stoned, I wasn't like drunk, I wasn't anything. Like I was just living, and like it just all randomly hit me. So I mean, definitely. So we want to give a big off-space shout out to Kalani over there. Moving on to Turks by Nav and Gunna featuring Travis Scott. Oh that my was a vibe. Goodness. That was a vibe. I think that um, the recent pocket Nav has been in, once again, giving him his credit where credit is due, is I think he's been in a pocket of just like realizing. I think, and this isn't to do a deep dive on a human being I don't know, so I don't want to sound like I'm psychoanalyzing, dude, but it sounds like a lot of the backlash comments, right? That people have been saying after his first two projects, the one in 2017 kind of caught flames and people were really listening to it. And it wasn't And then It wasn't. No, 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 no. No, people were giving mostly positive for the one in 2017. 2018 one, people were really like, eh, we've heard this before. And then it's kind of been jokes on Nav since then. And I think that he kind of heard the jokes because once leaders came out snapping, this Turk song snapping, like it seems like dude is like really like, all right, I'm going to give quality every single yeah. time I step out. I'm not going to sleepwalk through this hip hop shit. And it's got to be pressure from like, again, the fans reception and microwave and as well as pressure from, I guess, other people in his lane and his other colleagues and like, you know, people that he's working with, just seeing how hard they're still going and still like coming on these tracks, like, you know, people like little Baby, you know, the just Roddy just aspi- inspiring all these people just because a young person coming in and just killing everybody. Awesome. Like all these individuals just coming out and doing shit right now. So I'm sure he probably felt the pressure to perform a little bit better and to take things a little more seriously. And we're seeing a side of Nav that I knew was there and I'm just happy to see the brown boy with the bag shine again. Exactly. So super shots out. To- oh, my goodness. Get off your fucking phone, bro. This man's really diving in, bro. How? How? Bro, leave me alone, bro. <laughs> but anyway, sorry. <laughs> um, so big, big, big off-space shouts out to Nav. Um, we're going to move straight on to some of the projects. Some of the more instrumental projects were the Nine Inch Nails Project and Knowledge. Both quality projects to me. If you like a little bit of that alternative beat choices and alternative beach sounds in a darker undertone, I would definitely say listen to the Nine Inch Nails. The Curse Clock, Around Every Corner... Um, run like hell a really bad night like really really good to me and then knowledge just start to finish i was happy to listen to all of those songs as well he did have a song with anderson pock which was one of the only oh. songs with vocals on there but as you all know that anderson pock and knowledge dropped the collab tape a couple years ago now and that was one of the best tapes from that year and so they always have really good chemistry when they work together there was that single by the way that i want to highlight while we're before we like completely dive into the albums again that we randomly like listened to, I guess, when we were going through like some of the top things from that like Ingrid or whatever person. That shit was kind of flames. Oh yeah, that was um, just so we could find it and actually give proper credit. That was called "The Stranger" by Ingrid Andres. Shout out to the homegirl Ingrid as well. But that was also a really good song too. I mean, that one I think was the one that had a little bit more of a country tone on it. That one, which. 
to be completely honest, like, I know most of my, like, Southern friends, like, kill me, and we're not specifically talking about that song in general, we're just talking about the genre of country as a whole, just as a random tangent. A lot of like, people don't like the direction. A lot of people don't like the newer direction of country, and I know I'm going to sound sacrilegious coming from the South, but I really do like poppy new country more than, like, old age, like, crack my beer open and Banjo-Kazooie playing in the background country. <laughs> I feel like it's nice, though, because you can appreciate the direction it's going in with, like, popular music and what people want to hear, but it's, like, adapting and it's not necessarily saying, like, they have to cater towards um i guess a certain sound to get like popular it's just nice to hear like these sounds blending because that's all music is now exactly and so i guess moving right along to other drops from this week we do have the i think i thought the jesse rise album was really good as well it's r&b and soul which a lot of stuff is categorized under that umbrella now that one i still i i'd put it there but that's become almost as big of an umbrella as rap itself to where i think that we're gonna have to stop with the it sounds kind of like black people music so we put it in a category category and we need to start giving them subsects only because Wait, urban contemporary yeah so the black the nigger radio like really it's just like you niggas go over here that's what urban contemporary is like at this point it's like bro we need to have subcategories and i i strongly believe that for rap i strongly believe that for r&b yeah. at the end of the day like if if Scissor's Control can be called R&B, and we can listen to Summer Walker's album or fucking Snow Allegra and stuff like that, and call Snow it all R&B. Allegra being R&B is tough, because that doesn't even sound, it sounds different. Like, it's just like, some of these things just need a different umbrella. If rock has 372 different categories, I think y'all can make a couple more for the black music. But... That also being said, shouts out to her. I never ever want to hear Eminem make. No, let me stop. But other than that, but whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> that man Slim Shady still out here killing. People. No, he's what not. No, he's not. Em, no, never no. retire, man. No, no, no. Em, please retire. Come on the podcast. I'm begging you. Come on the podcast, and I will give you deductive reasoning, like really good breakdown reasons as to why you should retire and or change lanes or take whatever chip you believe is on your shoulder in a negative way and change that to a chip on your shoulder in a positive way. I don't way. think it's there anymore. No, it's, I, think, I think he got rid of it recently. No, it's not. I'm not going to say over like past years. It's I think not. it's like recent months he's gotten past No. That. If you listen, did you listen to his last album? Uh, no, I listened to a few singles. Okay, because I listened to the whole last album. That's still there, by the way. Eminem, you were my favorite Wait, uh, rapper. When did that, most, come out? that was earlier this year. That was the first month of this year. Yeah, like okay. Eminem is one of my was was one of my favorite rappers of all time for most of my life, and you can clearly tell the mental shift in certain artists. And I don't think his he seems to be in a much better place. Don't get me wrong, but when it comes straight to rapping, it's like when you reach a god level, you don't have to rap like you need a you need to prove something to and like, like it's okay the black song with jesse Ryas was really really fine i do 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 love black with any of these fucking like any of these little singers like black yeah. just makes music if it's like black and a singer it's instantly a classic it's instantly a hit i feel like, like i love that him shit. he's a cheat code him for real. tiller and tory lane sometimes fall in that vein or it's just like they pair so fucking well with other singers like, cause sometimes people can't come together like that, and we've seen it for sure. And Jeezy had a cool little project. Um, other than that, it was just party next door, man. That shit was flames. And the first things first, before we dive too deep into the party album, I want to say I heard a lot of mixed reviews about the party album before playing it. Which I don't listen to people's reviews when it comes to my own opinion on music. Which I also hope that most of y'all don't as well. Like, you need to go in with your own ears. It's cool to see what people say sometimes, but it's like, you need to come to your own opinions by yourself. Mm -hmm. That being said, 
most of the negative stuff I heard about this party album, bro, I don't... Granted, I know I'm coming from a different lens than majority of parties community, which as it goes, probably coming from a similar lens to from most of the community. And the way that I say that is party next door is in a weird category for me that his pen, one of the best pens in music, period. But I'm not traditionally a party next door fan. Like I really don't like I, I enjoy some of party next door's music, but his music has always been kind of hit or miss for me. But I thought this whole album was fire. Like I yeah. listened to it and it was just like all pretty. I don't good to know me. if my opinions lie with the majority of Party Next Door fans or like people who receive him. But then again, I'm not really Hold talking. on, hold on. Sorry, I forgot about the preface that I have to give whenever I categorize Ezgo with people because he instantly has to be an outside of the box. No, I'm, I'm just saying like I, I really don't know because but it, no, like, I was yeah. saying in terms of the I should I was trying to clarify myself so you can understand more what I meant. I mean, you like you even said earlier, you became a party next door fan and you like his music. Yeah. I I'm, I don't categorize myself as someone that likes his music. That's the only difference I mean from his community. That's why I don't even know if I'd be in the community of his fans because I don't really like Party Next Door music. I'm never running to the PND. I never hear Party and I'm like stoked to hear Party. No, I get Most you. of the Party songs I like are Party and Drake songs. Like, yeah, yeah. So it's just no, like, I'm more so just talking on the fact. And I get what you, I get what you mean there because I definitely started listening to him later. But as soon as I did, I considered myself a fan because I like his music. Like when he drops stuff, I'm usually there. Like, okay, yeah, like let's get it. I'm know? never rushing to the Party drop. However, I don't. Like, you know me digesting pretty much all things. I'm not doing it with the, like, let's see how everybody received it and kind of do things together, you know? Like, share these experiences for some reason when it comes to music. I'm pretty much just, like, interpreting and, like, enjoying and intaking it on my own. And that's just always how I've been with my with music, right? And so, listening to Party, uh, I don't know what people expected or what things were, like, usually the best for his fans. But I know for me personally, going through, again, Turn Up was my heat check, and it's not even a starred one, which is kind of weird. It was just really well done. The news. Uh, oh, my goodness. Believe It was when... I, I was going to save it and get to Believe It a little bit later, because obviously, we're going to talk on, the, you know, Party and Rihanna. Party Rihanna. Chuk always mentioning that Party's been locked up in, like, a cage or whatever, making music for Rihanna. No, she and finally that, just gave that nigga the she key. She gave him a little bit. This is the first time Party's had air from the outside in probably, like, two years, because Rihanna's been holding that man <laughs> hostage for the album. I'm not going to lie. That's the one conspiracy and shit that's actually kind of funny, and I'll go with it. No, but, it's true. Uh, but listening to the song, his part was almost a letdown. Only thing that let me down on the album was Party's part on fucking Believe It. And that could have just because been because of the caliber of an artist and sound and person that Rihanna is. Because as soon as I heard her voice come on and say, just made me believe it, I really felt like I was giving life. She only had a part of the hook and it honestly felt like sunshine, like shining down mm -hmm. on my face. Like, I wish I could describe to you all the out-of-body experience I had hearing Rihanna on music again. Like, it just instantly made me just, like, want to cry because of the fact that I don't know, like, it's just in limbo and in MIA mode of when we're going to get Rihanna music. I feel like she literally breathed vitality into my soul. She saved me. Rihanna saved me. Like, fuck all those people that say Kid Cudi and Travis Scott saved them. Like, no, hearing Rihanna's voice during this quarantine saved me. R Rihanna's the balance <laughs> for everybody who says La Flame saved me. You need some of the rage, you need some of the order. Oh, for sure, for sure. But I mean, like, I have pretty similar opinions on songs as well. And the reason I say that is because Turn Up was probably my favorite one I heard so far. Because, yes, sorry, I love my turn. I haven't listened to the whole album yet. But Turn Up, Touch Me was really fire. Um, the news went hard. 
And I thought it was a really solid project so far. Like, I really have not had any qualms with this other than the fact that he should have said Party Next Door featuring Rihanna. And then he should have started the song, It's Party, and then just had Rihanna do the whole song. Like, like just, just let it be a Rihanna song. How, and I guess it falls more in line with the fact that he had two features. Mm-hmm. That she barely even had a part on the song. But he like, should have let her out. This was, was respectively, I guess, like mostly a party album. Even with songs of features, it was just like, I'm letting you know, this is just me. But nah, come on, man. Let, let, let us hear a little bit more of it. You know the people are fiending. We need Riri. Fiending. But is it weird to you that, uh, again, I'm not even going to like try and preface this because there's obvious reasons why I feel like it is it is how it is. But is it not weird to you that neither Loyal nor the Loyal remix was a start song on this? Um, it's weird to me, but not at the same time, because those songs were some of the ones that I had the most, like, rumblings from other people about kind of like, eh, this wasn't it, like, hearing the songs. Bro, I'm not gonna lie to you, and it's no, like, personal bullshit with, you know, me and, like, whatever with the song. It's like, I love Loyal. Like, I love that song. Like, I genuinely like that song. Like, I could still listen to Loyal, and I'm stoked every time it comes on. And then the Spanish remix was exactly what I thought it needed. Like, I thought hearing, like, Bad Bunny on Loyal was perfect. Like, that shit should have been really just Spanish trap artists, period. Like, it should have been J Balvin, Bad Bunny, and Party. Like, that should have been their song, just it. Think of the names that you said just now, though. Like, there's so many fucking hard hitters. For none of that to be starred on that album, I was just honestly baffled. But I'm not mad at it because if you got that good of songs that still got eclipsed by others, by uh, by I guess in general perception of like. And Party's core was just looking for party though. I think that's why the stars, to be honest. Yeah, his core was just looking for party. I was thinking maybe two. I think it's been like two years, two three years since he dropped music. Maybe two because um. The fact that it's just been out for a while, like those singles, that maybe that was also what took it away. Mm. But who knows? When but singles yeah. are big, you already know. I, no, I, the album come out like a year later and they'd be insta-starred. Oh insta-starred. <laughs> what? But um, I guess moving right along, we'll keep it on music for a second. We'll talk about some of the dope things I've seen in the music industry, which is going to be a little bit tied into just people in general with what we've seen with social media, with the quarantine. I want to give a big shout out before we even get into the rest of it to all of the artists and people in the industry in general who have been really utilizing their platforms to kind of reap the benefits and get the most that they can out of it during this time that we've been stuck at the crib. And one of the biggest I've seen is Tory Lanez. Like, he has been having his little Tory Lanez radio, like, watching him dancing around and, like, screaming here, da 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 having his little twerk contest, like, paying these girls, He's gonna get a show started after all of a sudden. No, like, really, Tory has showed, A, he has outstanding showmanship, but B, he's been able to hold an audience, because really, the one I saw topped off was, like, 110k viewers at the same time, you know what I'm saying? Like, he had a lot of people tuning into this Tory Mm -hmm. radio, and he'd have random rappers come in, he'd have singers, he'd have just random celebrities in general just come in and say stupid little shit in there and that'd be hilarious he even had his um, blunt challenge he had Wiz Khalifa come in that nigga have lungs of steel but you should have assumed that with a nigga that smokes as Wiz Khalifa so I'm pretty sure he said he goes through like an ounce a day or some shit no 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 no, no. that's light he, he said something like he was saying a pound a day I think that's incredible you can't go through a I pound think that's a incredible day. right you can't that's go impossible. through a pound a day well, I, I'm sure he's going through the ounce no he's, no, no 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 he's rolling like four to five gram blunt I, I mean joints and he's smoking them consistently throughout the you day. You just said he's rolling four to five gram joints. Yeah. 
What size papers are these? He's using that's not even a double the XL. super king size, like the ground up, the extra stuff cone. Like this nigga have his joints look like backwoods. He's smoking cigars. His joints look like backwoods. Backwoods can't fit five grams. <laughs> <laughs> I've never seen that shit even. Nah, you can put seven in a backwood. What the fuck are people smoking? <laughs> Lil Baby clearly has been showing us that on IG. This nigga been smoking tree trunks. <laughs> <laughs> this is not the place for these kind of jokes. Oh yeah, right? for sure. Not not that. It's just something I'm thinking in my head. But golly, these niggas smoking penises. Shouts out to Thugger. Smoking dicks. <laughs> but, um, extendo dicks on us, but moving on. But, show, so shouts out to those artists. Shouts out to the legend D Nice for, yeah. he had probably the biggest it's, showing with like the Instagram DJ set so far, like since this quarantine has started. He had so many, ran, he had so many random ass celebrities in there too, mm-hmm. like Bernie Sanders yeah. and like politicians. And I think Elon Musk was in there. Zuckerberg checked in. Yeah, like, just cool. random shit like that. That's super corny to me because I know those niggas don't actually care. And those people, I don't, I don't want to say that. Like, yes, bro, it's can, a PR move. Okay, y- yes, you could say. They you think care. Bernie was sitting in front of his phone and clicked the D Nice IG? Oh, care about D Nice? Like, no, I'm saying like the hop in, like okay. why? Oh, okay, about like certain IG. That's what I'm clicking with a generation because you have hundreds of thousands of people in here. In, in my mind, I'm thinking of something else, so I won't say necessarily onto that tip, but like in a different way. But I guess it's not applicable here, so we'll just keep it pushing. But in at least what I'm seeing too, it was also very nice seeing certain people pop out into a realm that they're not like, you know, naturally in when the world's activating as normal, like operating as normal and just seeing them be creative and have fun in other routes. Like I guess TikTok's been going crazy. I can't even imagine the influx of like users and content creators they've had since COVID's kind of shut shit down because I'm seeing Jason Tatum on here making fucking party TikToks. And I want to say this because Esgo always leads with love, so I have to be the one that leads with negative whenever some negative I don't is think applicable. You said have to. When, when negative is applicable, when it's applicable, I know y'all are bored at the crib. I know y'all are. Trust me, I know you are. All, all of you, all of, I won't even say women in general because it's not all of you women, trust me, because a lot of these niggas is doing it too. Oh, plenty. Y- y'all are looking crazy. Y'all need to get off the TikTok. No. Y'all need to get no, off TikTok. No, stay on it. A lot of y'all niggas need to get off I TikTok. saw the O'Neal family hitting some TikTok dances. You know how many that people... That shit made me die. You know how many people I know? Really? I don't have that many followers on Instagram at all. 90% of the people I know on an IG now, it went from 10% before this quarantine to 90. Like, really, that stark of a jump have a TikTok now. And they are That's all posting crazy. TikTok. Y'all niggas need to stop, bro. If I see one more person do that, I'm a savage. <laughs> Benny, bougie. Like, no, we don't need that challenge. Y'all niggas need to cool out. Please stop it. It's okay. Look, man. I'm going to say this, too. You need a lot more content to get us through these times. <laughs> no, bro. Y'all need to... You know the only wave that I'm up with, with people with that spike in? The spike in OnlyFans. Y'all need to start putting out good qu- content, See, too. See, you're just a okay. horny bastard. <laughs> and the fact that you're okay with just an influx of OnlyFans users... Yeah, because as you think about it. quality content. Think, OnlyFans is no, no, quality no, no. content. No, no, no. And these niggas TikToks is... Your friend from fucking high school, German slash algebra nasty class that sat in the corner and standing up doing the most stiff dance challenge. Why you ever seen his quality content? Instead of someone busting it wide, bust it, bust it wide. Why do you think that's what I'm watching? That is what. But I know that's what you're watching. No, no, no. I've seen Ezgo's Ezgo's recommended page on TikTok. It's all niggas. What is it? It's all (laughs) niggas. It's all niggas doing the savage. Oh, he's lying. I don't even know. Do they have a recommended page? I'm a savage. That's how you're about to expose people because both of us have no clue how this tiktok app actually operates not at all not even a little <laughs> bit of a clue but uh no nah, it's funny and i'm looking forward to though in the growing weeks 
you're gonna see now that we have more people on these things and more people like having fun we're gonna start seeing the real creative shit so we're seeing fucking tory lanes and all these entertainment little talk shows or like the twerking contest and all this weird shit going on what happens when i'm just saying you see the off space come on and start doing 30 minute comedy sets of us broken up in certain ways and Jesus. just delivering in different ways i'm just these these seem like quality ideas to me they seem like fun things to do to be decided to be decided for sure but <laughs> i'll talk them into it y'all don't worry <laughs> but um some other shouts that i want to give out for some genuine quality content is mark zuckerberg on- Fuck that nigga Zuckerberg, for real. But is on IG Live, we're seeing a lot of the music community come together and kind of mobilize behind these beat battles, right? Where we're watching people like shoot out their hits and go hit for hit back and forth to see who's got the better sets, right? And the one that really set it off for this Instagram like period during quarantine was Timberland versus Swizz. Timbo came through and won. I mean, these are just my opinions, of course. Even though I love Swizz with all my heart. I know most niggas wanted Timbo to win in the first place. And I do think Timbo did win. But I was rooting for Swizz the whole time. I was rooting for Swizz because I'm a corny nigga that loved the Swizz beats. Because the Swizz beats, just like anytime I hear Swizz beats, it makes me think hit. Because that man is a hit factory. And I'm not taking away from Timberland. Of course he's a fucking hit factory too. But Swizz's beats sound like a hit. It sound like a hit is about to be laid mm-hmm. down on this. And that shit is always fire to me. Um, hit Boy vs. Boy Wanda. That was a legendary night. I'm not going to lie to you. I was at a function or whatever with some um, friends. And, well, not a function. Like, I say function, it's quarantine. I was going to say, like, bro, it you was, better not get us canceled talking about it. No, 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 no stop it. It was like six people drinking wine and playing Monopoly. That's what functions are in this quarantine at this Whoa. point, by the way. Yeah, nigga. I was were you push- all six feet apart? I was pushing the 10. Oh, nigga, I had my social distance. I was not touching shit that other niggas was touching. Wash my hands, and you already know about that hand sanitizer. We were good there. Good. But... I, I went home immediately. I'm not going to lie to you. Once I heard that this hit boy and boy wonder was going crazy. And when I was laying there, just watching it, just that's the stuff I'm super excited about because it made me feel so happy and blessed to be a hip hop fan, to be able to just literally lay down, open up my phone and you have two legends just going hit for hit and watching them, bro. You could tell Hit Boy at first was getting a little annoyed because Boy Wonder, Drake's got Boy Wonder in his pocket, bro. Like, Boy Wonder has just got like a Drake catalog of hits. Mm-hmm. And so, <laughs> Hit Boy's just playing like traditional shit, playing some Travis Scott, some Big Sean's, some whatever. He's got Drake songs too, of course. Mm-hmm. Both of them's got songs with Jay Z's and the Beyonce, so they all got hits. But the highlights of the night yeah. was Hit Boy. No, no, no. I'll go to the Hit Boy second because I'm low-key more excited for that. And it's going to be hard to hear Chuka's more excited for that when I talk about the first one. Because Boy Wanda previewed a song that is Drake featuring Roddy Rich, hmm. And those two names on a track was enough to... Like, Wait, so question. Were these played with the lyrics? Yeah. Like they were uh, in the background. Like, okay, I thought these were just like the instrumental. No, no, no. Because I saw something that was just like instrumental. Yeah, some, some, like a traditional beat battle used to just be like the straight up instrumental. New Age beat battles is just seeing who's got more. Because that's exactly what I was going to say, at least for me. Uh, something that was really cool to see about like these beat battles were the fact that A, people are just, so many people are rocking with it and just here, like really excited and tuned in and just jamming out to where obviously I know in hip hop's inception, like, and whatnot a lot of these different other veins that fall under that umbrella were taken a lot more seriously as like the same as rap obviously 
and you know we're just as popular and cool to see but things have kind of like died in a way and maybe it could just be like a casual fans perception but i don't see as many just straight up dj sets and things like and shows going on as well as like other things and this is going to be nice because i feel like the amount of like positive reception they're getting from it when this quarantine is all said and done you might see like these djs and shit going around and just having like uh sets of like their own beats kind of like an edm show or some shit you know no, for like sure. a much more for popular sure. like a lot a lot bigger of a tip kind of like that whole scene no, I feel which would be perfect because i'm t- i don't want to go to edm bro no edm has good shows we're not going to take it right i'm just not into it Personally. which is fine which is fine but i'm not saying it's bad boy music. wonder previewed unreleased music and that made me happy just because i have been crying for new drake and I literally have just sat here and talked nothing but positivity about Roddy Rich. So hearing them both on a track, I need to hear that full CDQ finished version immediately. I hope that makes Drake album or makes a single. Drake's the type that all the Lucy's in the world can come out, all the shit in the world can leak, and he'll just make new songs. Or he probably, I know Boy Wanda didn't do that without asking Drake. He probably texted Drake during this shit and asked if he could drop that shit. Because Drake was in the fucking chat. So obviously this nigga wasn't going to say, oh, don't drop something from the album. So I think it'd probably be more of a single. It may end up being a Roddy Rich single since we only heard a minute of it. It sounded more of like a Roddy Rich beat, but we heard more of Drake on it. That being said, that sounded crazy. The one that sounds nuts though, like, is making me think this is going to be one of the best albums of the year and it's going to be a great comeback from his last project was hip boy is going to be one of the main producers on the new big sean for um detroit too and big sean was actually in the building with hip boy that nigga big sean was killing me like hip boy would play a song and big sean would like put fire emojis in the chat and i'm like big sean you're in the room nigga like you're right next to that nigga like what are you talking about but he previewed a Nipsey Hustle and Big Sean song. I know that's good. And it went crazy on that hook. Oh my god. Big goodness. Sean with anybody he respects on the song with him is just gonna give you one of the highest caliber songs possible. Cause that no, I agree with you. And the thing that really I'm not gonna lie to you, it, it makes me a little bit apprehensive nowadays is when artists name projects after something that was previously successful because a lot of the times really not a lot most of the times it doesn't live up to that same hype right and so now with detroit too detroit other than dark sky paradise detroit is my number one it's my number two sean album because i feel like where people fail like with the uh, release of an album again just title two or three of like a, a prior hit is they fail to make it fresh they fail to kind of roll it out in a way where you feel like it's a different album rather than an extension. And when something starts off in your mind as an extension, the original is always going to win out because that's what really matters. That's the main. This is just an added piece. So as long as they can, he does it in a fresh way, it'll, I think it'll probably have an opportunity to garner as much like attention or more. Because I don't think Big Sean's one of those people that ever got worse. But... I think the music he was just making wasn't what a lot of people wanted to hear, but I think it was still quality ass shit. So depending on who you ask, they might love it. And I'm one of them. And so I'm just, I'm just excited because of just like where, how high I have Detroit heralded in my Sean category and how high I put Sean period. Once I heard dark sky paradise, I don't want things that just sound exactly like these albums. Don't get me wrong. I'm never going to be one of those niggas, but like Detroit sounds very different from dark sky paradise. And both of them were classics to me when it comes to just like a hip hop mode. Sean has that ability and he is that caliber artist. And so seeing that, that little nip slip it kind of snippet, sorry, kind of let me know 
what mental Sean is in coming into this. This sounds like the these niggas thought I fell off. Like I'm here to like remind y'all that I am in that umbrella of A-list rappers. Like there's no like nobody I believe in the world can rap better than me. Which if you're a rapper, you should never believe anybody can rap better than you because you should be confident in your craft, right? Of course, there's outliers. Like there's people. If you get, if you ask any NBA player, they truly believe that they can out hoop anybody. There's outliers like a Braun or like a Kobe, but they still probably believe like I'm a dog that nigga if it's one on one. You know, like if it's really just like me versus you. And that's how you're supposed to feel as a competitor. Like you can hang with anybody. And so I think Sean is. It sounds like Sean is trying to show the world again that he can hang with anybody with what I've heard so far of the album. And that makes me more excited than anything because I need that energy. On I remember Sean's when show. Draymond Green was talking about, he was talking that quality shit about everybody in the league and how he's a better like player than, he was trying to make it seem like he was a better player than LeBron for a bit. And that shit was crazy. He's trying to make it seem like he was a better player than a lot of niggas. Exactly. But Draymond Green was just the epitome of confidence. And a player that is getting dumb exposed for it, but he is confident. Because I'd rather the pers- I'd rather the person who ha- whose ability is capped at like a seventy, but their confidence is a hundred. Rather than the person whose ability is capped at like a hundred, like he could be the greatest ever, but his confidence is like a fifty. Because if you're not confident, you're not going to perform most yeah. of the time. It doesn't matter what your ability look, quote unquote is supposed to be. There's a certain cap for any skill level of like I guess things where you have to perform. Uh, to where just being good gets you to a certain point. Okay, but when you're in an upper echelon of like your craft, when you're in the NBA, when you're a mainstream like artist, when you're all these different things, the only thing that could take you to the next level to where you can compete with other people of your same caliber like on sheet is literally just confidence. Because that, like, bro, I don't know how to describe it, but you already know, like being in the zone, like flow, all these different things, it just, it takes you to a place that is on undescribable it's like i already know i'm a historically bad shooter i get that like when it comes to just like just using basketball terms i know that's easier to understand technically than me coming out and giving people a bunch of different soccer terms and shit like that but like using another sport i enjoy which is basketball it's like i'm a historically bad shooter i've accepted that about myself not like i won't get better no i still try to put up shots in the gym because i'm trying to improve it trust me but if I get you in the post, if I like back you down in certain areas, I'm super confident in those areas. Mm-hmm. That being said, if I went a three in your eyes, I just, mm-hmm. I promise you my shooting percentage goes from like the 1% it is or like the, the fucking nigga shooting really 20% on some like booty cheeks, dumpster trash numbers to like 30, 40%. Like it instantly goes up because I just feel it. You know what I'm saying? You're feeling it. And that feeling it makes you better. As another historically. In everything in life. As another historically bad like sh- uh, shooter, even though that's gotten way better now. But uh, in the past being a historically bad, like uh, having a historically bad like jump shot. I had a weirdly fucked, like, nice percentage for hitting game winners. Like, dagger game winners of shots. Because I was just like, fuck it. Like, mama mentality. I know I could do this shit. And so I just do it. You want that moment. Even to bring it down to something small. I know we've gone on a tangent here. But, like, bro, I could miss 9 out of 10 cups in beer pong. 9 out of 10 cups. Like I'm so, my cup. I'm so dumpster cheeks at beer pong. Like, truly. Like, truly. My friends know I'm not good at that game. But for some reason, niggas get nervous. It's kind of like when uh, you hear NBA players talk about you got to want that moment. You got to want mm-hmm. that moment. I want the glory. Like, I'd be sitting there just, like, wanting the glory. And mm-hmm. so, I promise you, I could be a 
3% shooter on every other cup, even the easy ass cups when they're grouped together and it's like, come on now, this is a gimme. But that last cup, I'm shooting like 30, 40, 50%. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's like, I needed that moment. Like, you this is all I fucking wanted. And so that confidence is going to carry you in most industries in life, whether that be business, whether that be in a relationship, whether that be in um, sports, whether that be in just like podcasting, creative ventures, etc. because you have to be confident in your abilities for other people to notice that confidence in you or to have confidence in you because you're where it starts. If you're already coming out like, man, I don't know, man, I can't really do this, then niggas are going to think you're food. And I feel like it just it goes back to like the law of attraction. I feel like you projecting that confidence and like your desire like innately to get something because you think you can or you want it and you're just you manifest it into reality it's like i knew i was gonna have it i believe i was gonna get it so i got it exactly so moving right along from that we're gonna say this is the last topic for the day but we got a lot on it which is the topic that might last topic to you i got some surprise things for us here I got some surprise things for us on well, this Well, which podcast. may happen every single fucking week is just a talk on, like, the current state of this corona shit. Um, one, I'm going to start off by just, I, I mean, we've already kind of detailed what we've been doing through the corona, but I mean, like, just checking in on one thing I'll ask personally is what have you been doing to keep your mental kind of solid through this shit? Because this is a mentally trying time as long as, as much as people want to undermine that, which I think should be the most uh drilled into part of this because that's the most that's, important thing to focus that's on. a good question that's a good question um for me personally and i'll dial it back a few i think it was the few days before our last podcast because that's kind of where the story started um when corona was really taking a big mental toll on me and i didn't really process i guess how big this would be because a it's just it's terrible it's already like kind of negatively affecting everybody without you know looking into the future of how long it might last just like slowing down like day-to-day life and again i'm trying to just make it clear in my mind where i was to where i really was just getting fucked up because corona was starting to take its toll on me mentally i wasn't being able to be around people like that and i'm someone who needs to be because i don't do well on my own for extended periods of time and so to kind of get myself out of it after talking to family and friends and kind of getting some feedback on certain things and kind of analyzing what people in the past did in their own like circumstances like of catastrophe and things like that. What's helping me the most is trying to set up life after Corona. Mm-hmm. And so surviving it and obviously I'm not, is like one thing and like surviving it mentally because physically we're in an age group that's not the worst for but surviving it mentally on the day-to-day isn't as important to me as and i feel like stems from me focusing on afterwards because i want to make sure i'm in a place where i'm still uh on path for my goals i want to make sure that i have x amount of money to invest into different things that i've always wanted i'm trying to look on the bright side and like silver linings of what i have now that's better because of corona that i can capitalize on as good things to outweigh the bad so again like i've just been working like a lot and you've seen it and i want to i want to actually kind of pause there on that last point just because that is something that well on a couple of those points i wanted to outline and highlight a little bit and I'll, I'll go into a quick synopsis of what I've been doing, just kind of kind of more or less the same, right? And I know that sounds like really brief, but it's because I wanted to talk about what you said when it comes to thinking about life after this shit. Because a lot of us, I mean, yes, people are passing. That is very, very unfortunate. Don't get me wrong. And I don't want to take away from that. But that being said, we are on the, if you're looking, if you're a betting man, if this is Vegas, et cetera, knock on wood, but we only speak goodness into existence over here. Most of us are going to make it through this shit. 
And so knowing most of us are going to make it through this shit, you have to think about how we're going to set up life post this bullshit. And post this bullshit, you have to also remember a lot of people aren't going to have their jobs. All right. When it comes to service industry, a lot of these restaurants are going to close. A lot of these bars are going to close, like especially if it's smaller places, certain branches of certain restaurants were on. Like just have we seen like when we worked at like that Italian restaurant, we're not going to throw names and shit like that. But there are certain restaurants that really weren't doing the best on certain days. Mm -hmm. Right. And had to kind of rely on holidays and weekends. So if you were relying on certain days. And then you go months without having real work and service. You might not be, you might not be here. You know, might not be around. So yeah. a lot of those people could be out of jobs. And so knowing that, you have to kind of prepare for the worst while hoping for the best, right? Mm -hmm. And so that being said, it's easy to kind of lose hope and get wrapped up in these things, especially when you see all of the stuff going on in the world with that. But it's an important thing to outline because what is panic going to do for you in this moment? What is freaking out going to do for you in this moment? It's going to only add to stress levels and it's only going to make you move sloppier when it comes to executing the plan that you need to have for post mm -hmm. this stuff. And so going into a little bit of the other point you made, which was making sure to double and triple down on not just remembering what you have, right? Because we all need to remember what we have because at the end of the day, like, yes, I know a lot of warmer countries it's not hitting as badly because, you know, not surviving in warmer climates to the best of its abilities. There's still cases in Africa and places like that. Don't get it twisted. But imagine if an Africa had like the number of cases like in Italy or had the number of cases like a China, way like a number of cases of like in America. They don't have the facilities. So since they don't have the facilities to handle a lot of these things, you'd see a lot more death. You see a lot more of the bad happening. So we have to almost be like we have to really be thankful of the fact that we do live in a country like this, even as mismanaged as it's been at the federal government level we should be thankful we live in a country like this we should be thankful for what we currently have we should be thankful for some of the money that we may be getting through some of this bullshit we should be thankful that people are now mobilizing together so that we can get through these things like certain counties and states have already passed freezing rent and certain things of that nature so we should be happy for the things we do have because if you focus on the things that we don't have at this moment you're going to drive yourself crazy and so going back to and that's very important and that's huge and going back to like my point even more, it was the fact of, because in some variety, obviously, with none of us, and even people I know that are 70 plus, have mentioned that they've never seen something like this in our lives. We've never experienced the pandemic, you know. However, we've all experienced, not maybe we all, but a lot of us have experienced very trying times that are presenting themselves in other like terrible ways. So for me, again, when I got injured and I got into my car accident and kind of became immobile in multiple ways, um, again, Focusing on the benefits that come from these terrible times and benefits that come out of catastrophe, it really helps you get through it because, again, you double down on those benefits. So going back to when I ruptured my Achilles and couldn't drive anywhere because I didn't have my car, I was forced to be still. I was forced to have time to just practice skills and learn things and just become more secure with who I was. So my self-image shot up because I had to address a lot of innate issues with my with my being that I just didn't want to like tackle before. Um, I had a lot more time to learn about certain interests and hobbies and like the worlds around them so that when I was healed back up and could like explore an adventure, I'd be more versed in how to like effectively do them. I was able to practice foreign languages and learn more about other cultures because at some point I want to travel the world and I'm already in a position right now where I'm interacting with members of a community in a more intimate way that I wouldn't have been able to if I didn't learn Spanish, if I didn't like put myself 
make myself uncomfortable by like going after uh if i didn't recognize that i had certain benefits presented to me in terrible situations so again no matter what happens in life there's always a silver lining and right now like gas prices are cheap as fuck i'm happy for that at least because you know by doing uber eats i get to save a little bit on gas it's not much again we see people dying but again we take the wins where we can get them and just highlighting a little bit of what you said when i said be be uncomfortable it's like a lot of people, and I'm not saying this to condemn people, because at the end of the day, yes, this is a time where everybody in the world is going to tell you, you know, work on business or work on, you know, learning something and like yada, 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 which I think is true. Don't it's going to get cliche. I think it's 100% it's true. But, but this is a time where some of us that do the fucking work your ass off all the time like some of us that have seen those 70 to 80 hour weeks some of us that have like really worked ourselves tooth and nail just fucking rest yeah just fucking rest and get your mind straight like do what you need to do like the main thing that is important is focusing on what you need to do and figuring out more about yourself because one of the saddest things about this pandemic and I'm not saying sad to just boohoo and point at other people. Most of the stuff that I say is sad is because I've noticed those traits in myself previously, right? I don't like to condemn people when I notice that we're all human beings. It's just sad for me when I realize how great certain people can be when you realize a lot of y'all motherfuckers are not comfortable as you say you are being alone. Y'all are not as comfortable as you say you are being alone. Because I have a lot of friends personally. I have a lot of people you see on social media, a lot of people on the internet, period, that have been on this quarantine, you know, and they have not spent a single day of this bitch by themselves. Like, they cannot be by themselves, and it's driving them up a wall. Sometimes you need to sit back. Not sometimes, no. This is something I say figure out what you need for everybody. But that being said, one thing that I think is universal is sitting down with your motherfucking self getting off of FaceTime, getting off of social media, and just being uncomfortable for a second and realizing some of the places that you lack. Because a lot of y'all motherfuckers are not nearly as self-confident as you think. A lot of y'all motherfuckers aren't nearly as self-sufficient as you think. Mm -hmm. And a lot of y'all motherfuckers aren't nearly as self-aware as you think. But to be fair, it's not that I don't think people are aware of it. I think people project a certain personality and certain lifestyle so that they make other people believe a way that they are, even though they know that they're not, and they're trying to use that to hide. Because most of the times, people are aware of like their uh, like shortcomings. Even not some, necessarily though. Not always. Not no, always. That's why I'm saying yeah. like none of this has to do with the people that do. I'm talking about the people that don't, because yeah. a lot of these people don't. And that's just the truth of the matter, because I was one of them. I knew a lot of these things deep down. Don't get me wrong. So I don't want to take away the self-awareness. Everybody, deep, 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 deep down, if you dig, you know your fucking insecurities. Everybody knows your insecurities if you dig, right? Or if you really sit down and look at them. But if you put them off in different ways, even with the projection and things of that nature, you trick your mind into believing some of those insecurities aren't there. Because for years, I didn't believe any of those fucking insecurities until I had to sit down and be alone with myself. And some of y'all would, you would tell me, Chichi would tell me, Uzama would tell me, mom and dad, etc. would tell me some of these certain things until I had to be with myself, really be with my fucking self. I didn't believe any of the shit y'all said, even though really... I look back and I knew the whole time. And so sometimes I, I just believe that this is a period where you need to allow yourself to grow. Mm-hmm. Allow yourself to grow. And don't get trapped in certain things. Don't think, yo, it's the weekend. I, ha- I have to go drink with my friends. 
right? Mm. You can if you want. Like, do what you want to do responsibly and safely. But I'm saying, like, sometimes you can sit back and read a book. And you sit back and meditate. Do an Ezigo walk through the park or, like, walk through nature. And I say this because, again, in somebody that's tried, gone through a path of, like, self-discovery, which I feel like everybody in their late teens, early 20s needs to address if they don't want to, like... Because you're going to have to do it eventually. I feel like it's better to knock it out early, especially after, you know, you're out of your parents' care. But I'm someone who's identified that... I, I am an extrovert. I'm not like 100%. Like it's still like a, a pretty good blend, but I'm leaning more towards extrovert. And even though I've made my circle smaller and I don't feel the need to be like the, like a certain type of person anymore, I still n crave like human interaction. I still crave like these conversations and like times of just being like around people. So again, like it's not always the best to be by yourself. And I get that, but again, calls help a lot, even in the time that we got a quarantine. But like, you also have to find a way, because you know, me saying that I lean more this way, I still understand that I have to be alone at times, and I have to be comfortable with that. And so it's finding a way. And so for me, it helps when you know I again finding my place on like in my position on Earth and things like that. So through meditation, through being out in nature and things like that, it might not be for everybody, but it's just finding ways so that you can again, like Chuka was saying, be more comfortable being with yourself. And just unlocking and learning those things because like using you and just my roommate DJ as just examples, y'all are people that are definitely extroverts, like 100% extroverts, but, but, and when I say 100%, everybody's a mix of everything, of course, and a lot of y'all don't use the correct terms. We're going to once again double down. Extroversion and introversion is just like how you receive energy from interaction from other people. That does not mean you're not good at conversation. That does not mean you don't desire conversation, etc. Because I am an excellent people person. I'm extremely introverted. I just don't need to need that to get through my days. But certain people need interaction. It's because it gives you life energy, right? But that being said, it's like those moments by yourself, those uncomfortable moments. As you just said, when you said you need them at times, some of the craziest discoveries you probably had with yourself are probably with yourself, you know, just like really where you're just like, damn, I need to work on this. Damn, I need to work on that, which some of us, if you're so bolded into do, I do challenge some people. If you have people in your life you haven't spoken to in a while or you have people you really love in your life, whether it comes to siblings, whether it comes to your parents, etc., just reach out to people more. You know, this is great time to which I found myself just thinking about it. I mean, we've been quarantined now for like, what, three weeks, two, three weeks. About and two. it's like I haven't talked to my uncle's. I talk to grandma once, I talk to my mom almost every day, but like there's plenty of people you love that you don't even speak to, you know what I'm saying? And now we have more free time than anything. I, I challenge y'all to A, reach out to more people that you love and really quote unquote know you, but B, if you are up for it, asking them areas that they've realized that you can improve in because now you can sit with yourself with them. Because people told me my whole life things that were wrong with me. And I was just too pompous, too comp too quote-unquote confident. I was so insecure, but I swore I was confident to listen to my brother, to listen to my sisters, to listen to my parents. But once I had to sit my ass down and be by myself, I realized these niggas knew what they were talking about because these niggas saw Chuka for 18, 19, 20 years, you know? And so... That's kind of what I will leave you guys with personally. And we'll see if Ezgo has anything else to say. Man, the only thing I got to say right now, and I know it's weird, but with the corona getting at everybody, but it's more life, more blessings. You feel me? Because like, there's always going to be bad shit. There's always going to be 
the next war. The Talk next, to him. The next pandemic. The next crisis. And Talk to him. Like, I'm somebody who wants to give back and help as many people as I can, but I understand I can't save everybody, nor is that even possible. There's always going to be bad shit happening, but as long as we take it in stride and just love one another and try and slow down as much bad shit as possible while just enjoying the life we have around us, that's all you can do, and that's all we should do, you know? Just enjoy life, take what you can out of it, and make it better for the next person after. And that's all I got to say. Hey, look at this nigga, y'all. Look at this nigga. Is that Mahatma Ezzy? No, bro. I got I'm like one person. Ezzy go off for <laughs> And then, just to leave you guys, um, we're definitely going Mahatma to still... <laughs> we're still definitely going to record every single week. So there's not going to be any hiatus of this bullshit. Sunday. So, I mean, if y'all hear one week, we have an episode later too. And then I come in here talking about it. Nigga was in handcuffs for this shit. Just know... I'm willing to die for this shit. We're going to figure out a way to get y'all something every single way. We lit. <laughs> so on that note, my name is Chuka Offer. My name is Ezigo Offer. And this Stop. is Off Space. Space, space, space. Yeah.